the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, it is, indeed, and good morning to you. Seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, and we are underway on this Thursday. It's the 20th morning of the fifth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Thank you so much for being with us. We've got a nice show lined up for you today with some important people to talk to. Uh, coming up in an hour from now, and that's kind of cool. We have a first hour that is guest-free. We love talking to guests, but we love talking to you as well. Coming up an hour from now at about 10.10, Dr. Everett Piper will be with us to discuss a host of issues, including the new Woke Dictionary, which is actually the real dictionary, but they have wokeified, and I just made that word up live on live radio. You're the first to ever hear the word wokeified. It doesn't exist, but it does now. At any rate, the actual dictionary has become wokeified, and we're going to talk about that, among other things, with Dr. Piper. He will, of course, discuss with us as well Israel and Hamas and the ongoing attempt to destroy the state of Israel and to kill Jews, the modern-day attempted Holocaust uh, that is being supported by many members of the United States Congress, all of them elected Democrats. So that's coming up. Then coming up at 10.35, we're going to talk to Dan Ramada and Liz Yor as they bring us the next edition or next uh, um, national security briefing, if you will, of Red Green Axis Exposed coming up on uh, Sunday. And we're going to talk uh, with them about uh, Pope Francis, the Great Reset, and so many other things that the Catholic Church is involved with, involved with um, as it pertains to the Great Reset and what is going on in this country and globally. Uh, that is coming up at 10.35, so I'm looking forward to that. If you have not yet attended or you know visited, viewed rather, one of the webinars for Red Green Access Exposed, uh, this is a good one to do. This is this is a, a, a real great opportunity to learn more about what's going on. Uh, Jim Simpson and Dan Hermata run Red Green Access Exposed, and they are terrific. And they always have very important uh, information. So um, that'll be coming up at uh, 1035 this morning. So two guests in the next hour. No guests in the first hour. That makes it your best time to get through. 216. 
901-945-888-281-1110. Either number will get you on the radio. Don't forget. If you can't get on the radio because you can't call now or if you just can't wait on hold or whatever the case might be, you always have the opportunity to leave, a, leave us a message on the uh, answer message line, which is 216-525-1806. And we will play good messages left for us on the air and respond to them. So 216-525-1806 if you can't go live. Now, before we start our top news items of the day, let us pause for our pledge. Patriots, please stand, put your hand on your heart, and join us. Leftists, go ahead and take your traditional knee. We know how you feel about this country. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So we're going to start um, with the latest on the attempt to not only restrict your rights, which many, many state governments have done, um, but it's not just state governments, it's leftist politicians and leftists, period, uh, that are reveling in the opportunity to destroy our Constitution and our rights in the name of a health emergency, otherwise known as the COVID-19 pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they revel in this opportunity, and they have been very, very successful at it. There is a pushback now uh, by many who say, you know, I don't have to restrict my breathing just because you say so, and I should not have to take an experimental drug cocktail that somebody has incorrectly labeled as a vaccine if it's not something that I feel comfortable with. Of course, the option should remain for everybody. If you feel that is your best way to prevention and preventative health, By all means, go take the drug cocktail. If you feel like, no, that's not something I want to do, I'm a little bit uh, wary of that, that should also be something that is appreciated and approved. People should appreciate other people's points of view, and they should not express disapproval or shame on them for doing so. If I ask you if you take vitamin C and vitamin D3 and zinc every day to help you prevent, uh, to help strengthen your immunity system, your immune system, and antioxidants to help keep you healthy and help prevent disease and viruses from coming your way, and you say, no, I don't take those things, do I get to shame you and insult you? I would certainly hope not. Those are very, very proven uh, those vitamins are very proven at helping strengthen your immune system and may help keep you healthy. Stop you from getting sick and thus getting somebody else sick, right? Same exact thing. Why aren't you taking your vitamin D3, your vitamin C, your zinc, and your quercetin to help strengthen those? Why aren't you taking those on a daily basis? Do you not know that vitamin D, particularly vitamin D3, is the enemy of the COVID-19 COVID virus? Do you realize how much immunity it helps provide you with or how much it strengthens your immune system? Those things are absolutely essential. But I don't ask you if you have taken those vitamins. Why are you asking me if I have taken the drug cocktail? I'll make my choices. You make yours. That's the nature of a free society. And that free society is in serious jeopardy. Not just because, as I said before, of uh, you know the the uh, pro vaxxers. It's it's the it's the people in American government, people on the American left, 
and people who are particularly in positions of power in the American government, in the federal government, um, that are trying to force us to choose their way of preventive medicine as opposed to uh, our own choices. That's the problem we have here. Hugh Hewitt, my good friend, who I really, really, really respect, he knows this. I talk to Hugh off the air, and I tell him about my disagreements. So this is not something that, uh, uh, that I'm saying outside of his earshot. I know he's busy, and I don't know if he's listening to 1420 this morning after his show ends or another show around the country. But I tell Hugh off the air, too, what I agree with and what I disagree with. And I'm going to tell him I disagree with putting on um, a writer, a journalist today, James Holman, who writes for the Washington Post, for which Hugh also writes, who wrote an article headlined, Don't Pay People to Get the COVID Vaccine. Shame them. Shame them. In other words, continue to divide the American people as if we are not already being divided enough by critical race theorists, Marxists, and people who are trying to split the American nuclear family up, trying to divide blacks from whites and gays from straights, etc., etc., etc. Let's divide people along vaccine lines. Don't respect the other side's choice. Shame them, is what the article says. I'm blown away by that. I'm blown away. It is completely the opposite of what should be done respecting and appreciating the choices made that everybody makes. Look, you know what everybody should do by the time they're 40 or 45? Get a colonoscopy. Could save your life. I'm not going to go around and shame people who say, no, I haven't done it. I'm 47 and I still haven't done it. I might wait till I'm 50 or 55. Bad idea. Bad idea. A lot of people are, are, are developing colon cancer and other terrible, terrible you know, forms of cancer that could have been spotted early if they'd have done, done their colonoscopy. You know whose business it is? Not mine. It's not my business to ask you if you've done that. It's yours. Women, do you get annual mammograms? You know whose business that is? Not mine. It's yours. You have the choice. It could be the, the, the life-saving thing that you do, the most important life-saving thing you do, to get that annual mammogram. A lot of women don't do it because they fear it might be positive. Think about the sense that makes. They fear it might be positive, and if I don't get to test it, I won't know about it. If I won't know about it, then it doesn't affect me. And then I won't have to have something, a drastic surgery or something of that nature, right? I think you should, but it's your choice. It's not my business. Well, when it comes to a COVID vaccine... This is our choice. It's nobody else's business but ours. Should we? Well, depends on your point of view. Should we take the vitamins? Should we take that mix of antioxidants and uh, uh, vit- vitamins that strengthen the immune system instead of the drug cocktail? Guess so. Guess what? Not my business. Not yours either. In other words, my business is not yours and your business is not mine. But yet they are calling on us to be shamed. And those who wish to shame others for not doing it exactly the way they feel it should be done, these are called virtue signalers. And these divisive tactics are only going to go on to harm. Because you know what? I can tell you this. I'm not taking a vaccine. First of all, I'm already immunized. I have had COVID-19. So has everybody else in my home. 
I have natural antibody immunity, which is as strong, if not stronger, than any vaccine that anybody could come up with in six, seven short months, the way that they did, and get it emergency approved by the FDA and started pumping into people's arms. I have much more faith in my natural antibodies right now than I ever would at the, at the cocktail anyway. That's, that's number one. Number two, I'm not taking the vaccine. It's nobody's business but mine, as I said. And I should not, nor should you, ever be discriminated against because of that decision. I want you to think about what they're doing. They're telling you to shame your friends like me who have not had the vaccine. They're telling you to disassociate from them, to treat them as if they are among the great unwashed, the great disease carriers, treat them like lepers, herd them into a corner the way they used to do with lepers, And then somehow we're supposed to function as a society? We're supposed to regain our strength? We are the United States of America that they are creating into the divided states of America based on whether or not we want to take an experimental drug cocktail that may or may not even provide any kind of immunity. So the virtue signalers are trying to tell me that I'm bad and that they're so much better for doing this. And the virtue signalers are also out in full force when it comes to the mask issue. We talked about this some yesterday. The CDC's guidance used to be, I don't care if you have a vaccine, wear the mask anyway because it doesn't provide immunity. You could still catch it, you could still carry it unknowingly and give it to somebody else. Then they changed it to, okay, um, the vaccine is really awesome, it's like full of superpowers now, and it it does make you immune, and you can't pass it to somebody else, so now you can go around without face masks if you're vaccinated. Well, virtually the whole of the United States Congress is vaccinated. And yet Nancy Pelosi will not allow them to take off their face masks when working in Congress, in the House of Representatives. Republicans are rebelling in big numbers. Ralph Norman uh, from South Carolina was on Fox and Friends this morning talking about exactly why it is they have chosen to draw the line in the sand over the mask issue, particularly after vaccination has happened. We're just tired of it. I mean, for the last year and a half, we've been told, follow the science. Uh, and we've worn the mask, and the CDC just issued the guidelines that if you've been fully vaccinated, which I have and most of the members of Congress have, that uh, you, don't, you don't have to wear a mask. And uh, to, this is just a heavy-handed tactic. Why, if it's, if it's good outside the chambers, why is it to take it off? Why can't we take it off inside? Uh, we're still having to vote in shifts where you, you know, supposedly social distance. But it's just a show, and it's a, uh, it's a scare tactic that Ms. Pelosi has continually done. It's a scare tactic because liberals are addicted to fear, as I have pointed out many, many times. And second of all, it is a divisive tactic. It's, it's a virtue signaling tactic. It's a, it's a tactic that shows people, look at us over here. On this side of the divided line, we are all so careful and so concerned about your health and well-being that we're going to wear masks, even if there is a 0% chance, as vaccinated people, uh, to give it. The CDC said this now. To give it to anybody else, we're still going to wear the mask because we love you so much. And those on the other side, those evil, germ-infested pieces of Republican junk, uh, they are uh, they are the ones who are going to get you sick. It's divisive. It is intentionally so. And here's what I want to say about that as we head into the break. I always give credit when I know who said something better than I can say it. And I did find out who said this one. It's Matt Walsh. 
conservative blogger, conservative uh, commentator, and uh, really one of the best people on Twitter. I don't follow Twitter anymore, but I read tweets that are included in news articles. And this is one of them. Now, kill that, kill that uh, audio for a second here, because I want to state this sentence. Actually, it's three sentences, and I want it to be not uh, interfered with. Wearing a mask when it is not medically necessary is grotesque and unhuman, an attack on society itself. It feeds paranoia and fear. You are treating air like it is toxic and other humans like they are nothing but vessels of disease. It is disgraceful, arrogant, and offensive. That's it. Now we can play the music. Now we can take our break. I wanted that to be heard clearly. Wearing a mask when not medically necessary is grotesque and and unhuman. An attack on society itself. It feeds paranoia and fear. You treat air as if it's toxic and other humans as if they are nothing but vessels of disease. It is disgraceful, arrogant, and offensive. My friends, my call today is not for the uh, continued, hey, leave us alone if we don't want to wear masks argument now my call is for literally we need to tell everyone to rip these things off because they are offending society tell the fearful the ones who feed on it the ones who love it the ones who are addicted to it what they are doing is harming the rest of us maybe just maybe we turn the tables we'll be right back All right, yes, indeed, 928 now. Short segment here before the bottom of the hour. Still plenty of time for your phone calls before the top of the hour at 216-901-0945, I mentioned before, I am naturally immune from COVID-19. I have been vaccinated by getting COVID-19 and recovering the way 99.8% of Americans do. They recover unless they have serious comorbidities and they're in that very, very dangerous age range as senior citizens. I have been vaccinated, and nobody's going to give me a card for it. Nobody's going to recognize it and tell me that you're good and you're safe. People are going to continue to treat me as a member of the leper colony. They're going to continue to treat me as if I'm part of the great unwashed. Why is no one talking about natural immunity, which is better and stronger than any experimental drug cocktail is going to be? I told you yesterday that the NIH, the National Institute of Health, did a report back in January that no one picked up. The NIH, funded by the government under the HHS, Health and Human Services Department, declared that natural immunity is as effective, if not more so, than any vaccine immunity could be. And nobody's talking about it. Dr. Nicole Sapphire was talking about it yesterday yesterday on Fox. He doesn't push back to the CDC when they're not following science. That is extremely frustrating. And when you see him arguing with Senator Rand Paul about yeah. the efficacy of the vaccines, you know, Senator Rand Paul said, I, I've already recovered from COVID-19. I am protected. But Dr. Fauci says he only feels safe being out again because he's fully vaccinated, despite the fact that all evidence shows that natural immunity is providing the same protection from severe COVID-19 reinfection as vaccine vaccine. 
vaccination. I want you to hear that part again real quick before the news. That last part. That natural immunity is providing the same protection from severe COVID-19 reinfection as vaccination. Why aren't those questions being answered? Unfortunately, we're continued to be suppressed. Any form of contrarian thought that goes against what Dr. Fauci and the CDC says. Dr. Nicole Sapphire is 1 billion percent correct. All evidence shows that natural immunity is better than or is as good, if not better than, that of vaccination-provided immunity. But nobody is allowed to say that out loud because it's contrary to the narrative. All right, it's 930. We'll get news and come back to your calls on AM 1420, The Answer. Progressive Democrats. Please be aware, you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. I want to see if I can hit this again. Uh, This is not queued up, but I'm taking a shot here. The most important part of the comments you just heard from Nicole Sapphire. But Dr. Fauci says he only feels safe being out again because he's fully vaccinated, despite the fact that all evidence shows that natural immunity is providing the same protection from severe COVID-19 reinfection as vaccination. That was pretty good. That's a pretty good guess on my part. I picked that audio clip right at that point, and uh, I'll take it. Um... All medical evidence shows that if you are naturally, or excuse me, if you have recovered from COVID-19, you have the natural antibodies here that are as, if not more effective than the vaccine is at providing immunity from reinfection. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to go to the phones right now, but I'm going to ask people who are not on hold right now to go, go on hold. If you have been infected, all right? If you're in this listening audience and you have had COVID-19 and recovered, remember, it's been here for about 14 months now, 15 months, whatever it's been. If you have survived and uh, uh, recovered from COVID-19, I want you to call me and tell me how you feel about the prospect of being vaccinated. Or do you consider yourself already vaccinated? Here's my argument. My argument is, if they are going to make people show papers proving they've been vaccinated, and in my estimation, it is 1 billion percent unconstitutional and illegal for them to do so. Medical privacy means medical privacy. No one should have to show this. But if they are going to do something as insane as that, should they, well, my point is, I believe they absolutely should allow um cards to be printed for those who have shown that they have tested positive and survived COVID-19. A pro-antibody uh, card as opposed to a pro-vaccine card ought to be just as acceptable. Now, mind you, I don't find any of that acceptable, which is why we held a tremendous webinar last night with um, Stephanie Stock, who is the president of Ohio Advocates for Medical Freedom, in huge support for Ohio House Bill 248. Ohio House Bill 248, if you don't know and haven't been paying attention or listening to me very long, Ohio House Bill 248 was introduced on Tuesday by Representative Jennifer Gross, and it would indeed make it illegal for either the government or private businesses to require vaccination as a term of uh, your employment or of your patronizing someone for goods and services. Also, and most importantly, it also disallows or bans any discrimination against you if you haven't been vaccinated. First of all, they can't ask. They can't make you show. 
And then third of all, uh, if you haven't been, you can't be discriminated against in any way, shape, or form. You can't be herded into one side of the room, being given, uh, be given a, a separate part of the baseball stadium where you and your fellow un- great unwashed can sit in your germs away from other people. They can't deny you promotions in your job because of your status as an unvaccinated individual. They can't discriminate. They just can't. So I stand with HB 248, and I am begging you to contact your, your representative in the Ohio State House and the Ohio State Senate and tell them to pass this bill out of the health committee immediately and tell them to get it uh, voted on the House floor over to the, or the uh, Ohio Senate and pass there as well as quickly as humanly possible to protect all of us from discrimination based on the fact that we may not be vaccinated. So what I want to know is if you have survived COVID and you believe you have the antibodies, and quite frankly, if you have, you know, if you've recovered from COVID the way so many people have, including all four members of my household, you have the antibodies. Do you feel like you are already vaccinated? Or do you feel like, you know, I could get a little extra boost here if I went and got the cocktail? Or the Johnson & Johnson, which is the dead viral load of the vaccine. That, that's the only one that actually fits the definition of a vaccine, because it does have a dead viral load, as opposed to this experimental drug cocktail in the Pfizer and Moderna products. So I want to hear from you. 216-901-0945. Derek in Richfield. Derek, go right ahead. You're on the air. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Certainly. Um, so, so some weeks ago when Joe Biden was talking about you know gun control, he said that uh, firearms manufacturers, the only companies that cannot be you know sued for liability but that's not accurate because i know vaccine manufacturers cannot be sued directly and they're in fact right there's a actual like federal program like a separate vaccine court i know there's no no jury or anything uh set up um now i've never heard you talk about it, but what do you know about about the vaccine court, why is it an actual federal program? Uh, if you could just talk about that. Well, I, I don't know about the the actual court you're talking about, but you're correct when you say that uh, pharmaceutical companies, particularly when the FDA grants emergency authorization for the use of a vaccine, and this is what happened here. This, you know, normally to get FDA approval, uh, a vaccine or or pretty much any prescription drug has to go through a lengthy process of review. It takes years usually for a drug company to get a drug approved. Uh, and, and especially if it's a vaccine. Uh, this one was done in just a matter of months, and it was given emergency approval. And because of that emergency approval, um, the pharmaceutical companies are basically told, you know, if uh, if this goes bad and we pump this into millions of people's arms and, you know, uh, 25% of them die, we won't sue you for providing a bad product. We're giving you a green light here to get this stuff to us quickly, uh, the best you can with the best science you have behind it. And so we won't sue you or we won't allow you to be sued because of it. So you're right about that. The pharmaceutical companies enjoy immunity here. You might call it qualified immunity here from any kind of a, a civil lawsuit. Um, as far as it being a pharmaceutical drug court, I had not heard of that before, but I'm sure it's just an element of what you just described. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I, I get it. I do. I get it. If the pharmaceutical companies are being begged by the government, please get us a drug as quickly as you can. And this is what President Trump did. This crosses over, um, and thank you for the call and the great question, Derek. This crosses over um, partisanship, partisan lines. President Trump, our Republican president, the 45th president that so many of us are so very fond of, um, begged the the pharmaceutical companies to get this done and uh, provided unprecedented 
public support for it, meaning public tax dollars uh, and the coordination and collaboration with federal science and laboratories, along with these private companies, in order to make this mass uh, mass produce this vaccine um, in a record amount of time. Nobody thought it would start to be distributed before Christmas, but it was. And by the time you know it got to uh, Joe Biden being sworn in on January twentieth, it was being put into a million arms a day. All because President Trump said, we need this, let's go. And so they can't tell the pharmaceutical companies, get us this, this, this vaccine or these drugs at, in warp speed time, right? Operation warp speed. And oh, by the way, if they're bad, we're coming after you. Well, because the pharmaceutical companies would say, no, then we're not doing it. We're going to wait. We're going to wait until we have two, three years of study on this before we decide whether or not it's safe for everybody in every condition. So they, I do understand I do. It's a difficult thing that they're being asked to do in in record time like that. Um, But it's also a reason for me to say, as a prudent, responsible, semi-educated person, I might not be terribly comfortable taking this vaccine right now because I just don't know what the long-term effects will be because they didn't do a long-term study. They did just a few-month study. And so I have a right to say, ah, not comfortable. And my medical condition, if you're looking for a medical exemption as to why I don't have to, I shouldn't have to take the vaccine, should be simple. My medical distrust. Because I just don't know. I'm not claiming that the vaccine is going to be poisonous to me at all. But I don't know. And so therefore, I'm a little hesitant. I'm going to, not going to do it. I have a right to my own body and to make a choice as to whether or not I want to inject something into it uh, that may or may not have long-term damage or cause long-term damage. That's the, that's the way I argue this. Uh, so I understand why they give them immunity from prosecution or from uh, uh, civil uh, uh, suits being filed against them. But I also have a right to say because of that speed, I am not real certain that I want to do this. And believe me, there are plenty of people who are pro-vaccine, who advocate for vaccinations, for a variety of things, who just are anti or uh, pro-pausing Pro my body, my choice when it comes to this particular vaccine because of the nature of its speed that it was approved and also the very, 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 very low mortality rate. A, a virus that has a 99.8% recovery rate is just not something that I'm interested in, in jamming a, a drug into my body to come at. Pretty confident I'll be okay. And that's, uh, that's, that's exactly where we are. Jennifer Gross, by the way, the sponsor of House Bill 248, she's a CNP. You know what a CNP is? CNP is Certified Nurse Practitioner. You know what that means? She is extraordinarily intelligent. She is in medicine. Uh, CNPs see their own patients. They're pretty much just like doctors. They see their own patients, write their own prescriptions, diagnose their own, the own the, their patients' illnesses, and so, so forth. She is a CNP. She's a medical provider, and she is pro-vax. She's not anti-vax. She's pro-vax. But she's anti-vax in this case because of all of the things I just laid out, which is why she has introduced 248 to stop any mandates that we get it or show it. Uh, Dan in, uh, where's Dan? Dan? That can't be right what I see on my screen, so I'll just ask him. Dan, uh, you're on the program. Uh, where are you from, Dan? Nebraska. I will all right, so, so, on so it wasn't a misprint on my... <laughs> no, I listened to you. You get advertised by me every time someone brings up the subject of someone that thinks clear and you can understand. 
That's awesome of you. Hey, Dan, can you do me a favor after you've paid me that very nice compliment, and I appreciate that. Can you get off the speakerphone and pick up the handset for me? I, I'm, yeah, I'm on the headset because I was working. I'll, just, I'll stop uh, doing both here and close the door and have quiet. I appreciate that very much. It's so much easier for phone, listeners to hear you. Yeah, thank yeah you I was going that. to do that. You just caught me where I couldn't right away. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and I could go on too long for this. I'll try to get real brief here. Okay. My family, uh, I have a son, daughter with six children. They actually are missionaries in Colombia doing an unreached people group. He's translating Hebrew. And we were going to Oregon for a meeting, and we decided to go through this uh, South Dakota Black Hills in January. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. And during that time, on the way back, everybody had symptoms, flu-like symptoms. They started before we got to Oregon on the younger children. None of us have been vaccined. Uh, we're not anti-vaccine, but we're not very pro. Mm-hmm. And my wife got extremely sick. I'm 73. She's 69 or something like that. Okay. And one of the teenagers, uh, I think she's 15, was actually tested and came out positive. The rest of us chose not to, mm-hmm. but one was enough. And basically... Uh, we all recovered. My wife took two weeks. I should also add, I have a doctor friend uh, who, back way back when this all started, is a pro-chloroquine advocate, and so he sent me stuff for all of us to t- take if we ever ran into it, so we didn't have to mess with it. So we did have some heads up, but none of us were taking that at the time pro I didn't say that word right, but <laughs> anyway, um, that's basically it, and we no one's getting vaccinated. Uh, they went back to Columbia. Uh, they had to get tested again. Uh, one of them came back after all of this, even came back positive again. It was weeks later, so the test probably wasn't good. But then they found out they could get there anyway, and so they went ahead and redid there. A couple weeks later, no one got tested, and when they got there, they got tested and quarantined themselves, and no one had a problem mm-hmm. with those tests. They all came back negative. So... So let me ask you this. Do you and your family feel now that you have all had the virus, even only one of you got the, the actual test, you all got sick at the same time, if one of you is positive, you're all positive. Okay, fair enough. Since you have had that, do you feel as if you have been vaccinated now? You have been exposed, you have been infected by COVID-19, you survived it, you, your body is building up antibodies to it, do you feel like you've been vaccinated? Well, yes. I would also just add the probability of what you said is correct. Uh, when it comes to saying we had it, and didn't I phrase it in the way I did just because and this is one of the things that really frustrate me and I appreciate about you. You don't know if you don't know. That's true. That makes sense? Yes, yeah. it does. So we, so then, but the other thing I should add as a veteran, every year I get tested for flu shots, for tests, and all these, and I uh, avoid all of that. So in a sense, I wasn't a candidate before I had or maybe had COVID mm-hmm. either, just to, you know, be clear about that. Right. It is kind of funny when I go to the VA, the nurse and I we kind of become friends. She's a believer, and I am, and we like to compare notes. But before I went, I had gotten my third case of shingles. I had fallen and cracked ribs. And um, on, top of, on top of that, I was uh, having trouble with a um, 
diabetic issue. I mean, so wow. it, we have. So you our, had a lot of comorbidities. <laughs> you had comorbidities. Well, you're over seventy. Right, correct. Yeah, you're <laughs> over seventy. You had comorbidities, and you got COVID, <laughs> and you are still recovered. Um, that's Correct. that's that's good for you, and God bless you and your entire family. Um, you said you had shingles three times. Um, I I didn't know that was possible. By the way, I thought once you got shingles, oh, it, it was like um, it was like uh, a and chicken box, and you can't get it again. But, <laughs> right? No, but, you uh, can. But you get lectured on not taking the vaccine, which is so safe, so trusted, so worthy. And I'm not arguing that. I just have a. If I'm not broke, I can't move. I can't function. Mm-hmm. I. I do eat well. I take care of myself. I work hard. Uh, uh, all my, you know, people look so at you, me. So, so you, 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 you have been lectured about getting a shingles vaccine, especially after having it three times, and you won't do it? Correct. That's how wow. stubborn I am. Quote well, that's, that's, <laughs> that is, that is stubbornness. I've never had, and I'm a knock on wood right here. I have a wooden, a wooden console here. Uh, I hope I never get shingles because everybody I've I talked to has had it, has said that it is absolutely brutal. One of the most horrific things you can go through. Right. Um, so I, I can but tell you this, all, that's a vaccination that I would be all for. I would be all for. <laughs> The shingles vaccination, because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't share some of the same potential, you know, issues that we talk about here with COVID-19. So, well, Well, listen, I would uh, say that my first one was so much worse. They thought I was having a heart attack, but the second two were so much less compared to that. And I've had so many other accidental type injuries and other things, military related stuff. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, I don't know, maybe it's my personal, uh, Revenge against the snowflake. Uh, <laughs> well, Dan, 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 listen, I, 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 <laughs> I love how you word it. Listen, hey, I, I've got to go here because I'm out of time. You Thank do. you for yep. listening out in Nebraska through our app. I appreciate that. God bless you. probably heard me on one of uh, the fill-ins that I do for Dennis Prager or Hugh Hewitt or Larry Elder or Dr. Gorka or something. Uh, I'm glad you, you tuned into my local show here in Cleveland, Ohio, all the way from Nebraska. I really appreciate that support, and I appreciate you sharing your story with us. God bless. 953. We'll be right back. Okay, it's 9.57. Let's get Donna on the program from Cuyahoga Falls. wants to talk about having COVID and becoming immune to it. Hey, Donna, go ahead. Hi, Bob. Um, In March of 2020, I was ill, went to the doctor, was negative for influenza, but I believe I had COVID, so I've been fine. I think I'm immune to it. Yeah, and uh, but you did not get a test, you said. You got tested for the flu. That was negative, but you did not get tested for COVID. Correct. Okay, but what made you think you had it rather than the flu? And I know you tested well, negative I for the flu, but of other, you know, other than just a, maybe a non-defined virus, what makes you think it was COVID? I I was really ill for 24 hours. I felt like I got hit by a bus, like mm-hmm. other people have described. So slept all day, was ill for two more days, and I was over it because I have an intact immune system that took care of the problem. And that is exactly what people talk about all the time. And I try to remind everybody, not to sit here and turn this into a theological discussion, but I believe God made a better immune system than a man could make in a lab. Uh, Amen. You know, and, and, that's, you know, and, and the fact that 99.8% of the people who get this who aren't uh, suffering from comorbidities and other serious health problems and are of a certain age, uh, that's what 99.8% of us do, is, is our immune systems fight it off and then build antibodies in case they ever encounter it again. And that's uh, and that's better than being vaccinated, as far as I'm concerned. 
And my husband has diabetes. He never caught it from me. We've uh, we've been careful, but none of us, we haven't been sick. We've been fine. Well, good for we, you. Our lives have not changed. Good for you both, and God bless you. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate that, Donna. Uh, from Donna to Don in Lakewood. Hi, Don. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hello, Bob. Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for taking the call. So back in 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 January of 2020, I, uh, I'll, I'll footnote this by mentioning that I am severely asthmatic. Mm-hmm. Um, in January of 2020, I became very ill. I started coughing uncontrollably, and it, it persisted for three days and nights. I could not, I could not sleep. Uh, I was going over to my my stepdad's house and in, inhaling his oxygen from his oxygen tank, and I've never had to do this. I never have asthma problems. Usually, traditionally, in January, uh, I had a fever. I was extremely sick. Got a hold of my doctor's office. My doctor was out of town. I saw his assistant. She really wouldn't give me anything for it, and they wouldn't call it anything at that point. Uh, at that point, they weren't calling it COVID-19. So long story short, my doctor gets back into town. I see him, and at that point, COVID, the whole COVID thing was rolling. And I, uh, he told me that, in all yes, in all probability, I did have COVID-19. I had all the symptoms. Uh, my wife, however, did not get sick. And I understand that there's a certain blood type, and I believe it's a O positive, that she is, and she never, she never caught it. So later on, I asked him uh, at another a future visit, what uh, is there a is there an antibody test? Is there something I could get to see if I'm naturally immune at this point? And they hemmed and hawed. This is University Hospital. They hemmed and hawed and said, well, it's really not that reliable. Uh, it's expensive, the one that exists, but we'll let you know if 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 we have one that's that's viable. And I'm like, well, what? You know, I'd really like to know, but they've still been having and hawing about it. Regarding this vaccine, I am pro-vaccine. I am anti-this vaccine for this reason. Several years ago, my mom got, and she's, I'm 63, and she's older, obviously, than I am. She got a flu shot at Walgreens. And within several days, she developed what is known as Guillain-Barre syndrome. In her case, it was Miller-Fisher syndrome. Namely, she started becoming paralyzed from the, from the head down. Her, she was oh unable to speak, unable to swallow. She was put on a respirator. She was having to, uh, this is a Cleveland Clinic. Don, Don listen, I, I, a- listen I, I, I hate to be rude and interrupt the call uh, because you're telling a great story, uh, but I do have to do it. It's 10.01 and 20 seconds, and I've got to get out for our newscast and our guest at the top of the hour. I want you to call me back, and we'll talk more about this another time, but thank you for sharing what you have shared. And you're not alone, by the way, with people who got sick in January of last year before COVID was ever defined. It's been around here in the United States, I think, a lot longer than they told us. Thanks so much.